It is not a por- it is not a porn blanket. It is categorically not a porn blanket. My wife bought it. She would be very upset if it described as a porn blanket. That is not evidence that it's not a porn blanket. <laughs> It's Friday, December 17th, at least if you're one of our Patreons, and if not, it's Saturday, January 1st, and welcome to the Dutch News Podcast Christmas Break Special. I'm Paul Peters, and with me today is Gordon Derek, as always, but we also have a very special guest, and that is, of course, Molly Quell. It's so exciting to be back. Yeah, very exciting to have you back. Welcome. So, uh, yeah, welcome back. Yeah. Um, yeah, we asked you to join us for the uh, uh, for the uh, Christmas Break Special, um, and you were happy, well... I think you regret saying yes to it now reg- at this specific moment. I said yes moment. to this weeks ago, and I've done nothing but regret it since I <laughs> the, the, got up yeah. this morning when the I realized I had been to building do this. For weeks. Yeah. yeah. No, no. I, yeah. I would, I would be so bold as to propose that we make this an annual tradition. That I always come back for the all path because I think that that, that seems it's like a the good highlight time. of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, is, I always uh, enjoy I think... rigging an election, so any opportunity yeah. to do so, I would, I would. Yeah, I was gonna say that the, the only reason we really invite you in at all is so that you can fix the results and we can blame you. When people say, why did yeah. you choose that story? Yes. Yeah. And then That's I will it. just respond with, this is a motor race. Like, at infinitum. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um. Yeah, shall I explain what we're going to do this episode first to yes, the people who are un, uh, yes. unaware of this uh, the tradition? Uninitiated. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the year, we always have a uh, special uh, podcast of the year episode. Uh, we announce the nominees for this prestigious title. Uh, every episode, of course, we start with an opf of the week. Um, that's usually a little insignificant thing that nonetheless dominated the media or social media. And uh, yeah, now it's time for us at the end of the year to look back and decide which opf was the best one of uh, 2021. Uh, and of course, we have plenty to choose from, but uh, to make uh, all of our lives easy i made a short list of the 11 best ophefs we have seen this year um, we will discuss them in this episode uh, to refresh yours and our memories as well and at the end of the episode the three of us will nominate our favorites but it will be up to you our listeners to decide uh, which uh, ophef will win uh, this title um, mm. for that we have made a poll the link uh, you can find in the liner notes uh, and also if you vote you have a chance to win a special dutch news podcast mug so if you want to win leave your email address um, in the Google form and uh, patrons also have a double a double chance of winning there's a uh, there's mugs mm. there are mugs so, so that's another wow. so, so we're, we're rigging the vote and we're rigging the uh, the, 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 the the prize draw as well can I yeah, can well, I can I win the mug wait a second I was going to say <laughs> no. a former podcast host are excluded from participating <laughs> oh, yeah. in that's this not fair that's not fair what about, what about the adorable dogs of former podcast hosts we we regard that as well as a oh. former podcast yeah, yeah, host yeah they're also yeah. They're, they're, yes Trivia is very much a member of the podcast team uh, what yeah, about the the former podcast um yeah, but to start, uh, I wanted to ask you, do you remember which OPEF won last year? No, I have no recollection of this at all. I am sure you will. Uh, d- uh, this will ring a bell if I say uh, plane from Cape Town. Oh, my God. Was that ah. last year? That feels like <laughs> it was the, the That was where it started ago. last year, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the very first OPEF of yeah. 2020, and it won, thanks yes. to a rigged election by a certain <laughs> American living in Delft. Yeah. 
It was Katja's human having sex on a plane. I totally forgot Africa. about this. And oh denying it and getting banned from, from flying uh, KLM. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you remember which seat? I don't. Uh, them, I'm sure you do. Uh, H8. Of course. <laughs> so if, if you ever fly to Cape Town, uh, avoid that seat because uh, disgusting things have happened there. Can you there. imagine being the person who was on in seat H8 on the flight from Cape Town where they all had coronavirus? I mean, that would yeah. just be the compound nightmare, wouldn't it? This is like the second year in a row that there's been major drama over a flight from Cape Town. Should we attempt to predict what will happen in 2022 on a flight from Cape Town? Yeah, that was my next. Let's do a prediction on, on which OPEF will, will dominate the news in 2022. But then definitely it will involve a plane flight involve, a flight from Cape yeah, Town to Amsterdam Town. yeah definitely yeah, for sure I am I, I wonder now if Katja Schumann ever got I think Katja Schumann is a wappie she turns into a wappie yeah I think. that does not surprise me at all yeah I think she did yeah maybe that would not surprise uh, me in the slightest no, no. I might have to very... fact check this and, and if it's not true I will edit it out and if it's still in the podcast it is true there you go <laughs> Right. So, um, do we have other ideas of, of things that will generate OPEF next year? I mean, last year it was easy. We had Eurovision, of course, yeah. and uh, the, yeah. the Binnenhof bowing and Corona, of course. Probably Corona will, will generate yeah. some OPEF. Uh, do we think maybe... Obviously Corona will generate OPEF. Obviously Thierry will continue to generate OPEF. Um, he will say something fascist. Again. I think at least one <laughs> no. OPEF in the list for next year will involve some sort of member of the government stepping down in some kind of scandal. I mean, a at bulletin. this point, yeah. there's so many ministers that, like, statistically, yeah. you just cannot avoid this. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to break the, 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 the record of, of most ministers resigned during the next cabinet yeah, period. Exactly. That's why they have so many uh, so many ministers, I think, yeah. I think maybe Fred, Fred Hopperhouse will, will uh, be caught in some kind of uh, unlikely situation with uh, in, involving one of the royal family. Definitely. And, and Flick <laughs> in a bus with uh, Fred Tava, maybe. <laughs> I think Vertrappenhaus will be caught celebrating an illegal birthday party on a flight from uh, Amsterdam yeah. to Cape Town. Maybe Fred Trapperhaus went to Amalia's birthday party and that news just Ooh. won't break until 2022. Let's hope yeah. so. Yeah. That, there, that there will be photos with yeah. <laughs> all these teenagers and then all of a sudden this head of uh, Fred Trapperhaus <laughs> sticking out of it. Yeah. That would be that would be no that that would be too too perfect, I yes. think. Yeah. So um yeah, we had a uh, great year last year, Molly. You left us uh, at the start of the year, I and did. ever since our, our 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 Patreon numbers and our listening numbers are, are skyrocketing. I'm so uh, not yeah. surprised. Apparently seems, we made you made fitting. the right decision here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get one for the two one for the team. Get out while the money Hamilton. was uh, was non-existent and leave you two to the uh, the the endless amounts that are now rolling in, as I understand. But we also we also even though you uh, you, you, you parted company with us, Molly, you still managed to feature twice on this list of ophefs. I was noticing as I was reading through it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I. I didn't cause a single. I mean, so I, you're never far from my thoughts. I didn't cause you, a single. You caused two ophefs. You you ordered plants and you you, oh, yeah. you spotted your dog. And the dog. Your this is true. dog uh, uh, having true. cheese grated into yeah. its mouth. Yes, this yeah. is true. I um, both of those things did in fact happen. And it yeah, was, yeah. You, you embellished your dog with cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that's yeah. Uh, actually, technically, I didn't embellish the dog with cheese. My my boyfriend. Oh, that's embellished true. The dog yeah, with cheese. that's right. So. Yeah, your tweet did went go viral though. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that was your yeah. fault. Yeah, that, that made was it into fault. was it Newsweek or Time? 
Newsweek. It was Newsweek. Newsweek, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. the Tuesday. And, uh, and I, I also believe the, the, the Bombay Times or something. Yeah, uh, the Hindustan Times, I think. Actually, yeah. in an extremely uncomfortable turn of events about this, we <laughs> went to an extremely tiny Thanksgiving dinner um, because, of course, Corona regulations. So there was only, I think, like four people. Well, like the, we, there was four guests and then like the people who lived at this house. And as the night went on, at some point, someone made a joke about the green roof thing. And one of the women who was at this dinner, who I had, we had never met before, um, heard about it. Had yeah. heard about it and apparently was like extremely obsessed with it and proceeded to completely freak out about the fact that she was sitting <laughs> at dinner with the green roof person and then <laughs> called like her husband who was in Argentina <laughs> or somewhere, I don't know, and like had to have a whole conversation with him about how excited she was. It was it was really it was very wild. And then for the rest <laughs> of the evening, like, you know, the conversation at some point moved on, thank God. And then like there would be a lull and she would just be like oh my god i can't believe i'm here with like the green roof person and then you had to start uh telling her about the dog rating yeah. uh, thing right yeah. and then she was even more yeah 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 it all escalated into uh, yeah. complete it's chaos just, it's just chaos yes the moral of the story here is just don't be active on twitter because it just brings nothing but bad vibes to your life <laughs> So last year we had 164,016 listeners. Wow. So uh, thank you for uh, enduring us, uh, listeners. Yes, thank you to all of you uh, for, for not having anything better to do. Uh, there's also a, a list of the top uh, 50 countries uh, 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 where people were listening to us from. Uh, the Netherlands is, of course, number one, and then the United States and mm -hmm. United Kingdom. What do you think is number four? Um, Luxembourg. Uh, Canada. Canada, yeah, Canada. Yeah, Canada was number four yeah, last year as well. Um, and then we have Australia, yeah. Germany on six, Belgium seven, and number eight is also interesting, Japan. Oh, how is <laughs> oh, that possible? Okay. Who is listening to this podcast from Japan? I don't know. I'm really curious. Wow, so if weird. you are listening uh, to us from Japan, please let us know and why you are listening to us, uh, yeah. because I'm also very, very curious. Luxembourg curious, yeah. is number we're, we're, 24, by uh, the way, I see now. Right. My, my attempts yeah. to bring Luxembourg into the number one by always putting the podcast on repeat <laughs> while I am in Luxembourg is apparently not working. <laughs> no, it failed a little bit, yeah. yeah. No. And uh, number 50 is uh, Cyprus. Oh. So, uh, well, well, shout out to Cyprus. everyone listening to shout us from, uh, from, from Cyprus. Cyprus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we also have some uh, some cities. Um, Where is it that we have this weird fan base? Minneapolis. Is it, is it, is it Michigan? It's Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Uh, yeah. Minneapolis. Yes. Yeah. Minneapolis uh, Apologies to both Michigan and Minneapolis. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, Minneapolis and Minneapolis is at number fifteen. That's so weird. Uh, so uh, yeah, thank it's you uh, again for uh, for listening to us. And Saint Paul, the the, the 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 twin city of Minneapolis, is number yeah. twenty six. Okay. But that's not the best, uh, not the highest uh, American city on the list because number four uh, is Columbus, Ohio. What? Yeah. <laughs> I love how Molly is at, at every American city I'm going to call. She's, she's, she's really. I mean, to, it's uh, just, this just makes no sense. At least maybe yeah, should, Minnesota makes a little that. sense because yeah. there's like a lot of historical Dutch immigration there. So I think there's probably yeah. a few people who had like, you know, grandparents or whatever that emigrated from the US or from the Netherlands to there. But like, wh why Columbus, Ohio? It's a terrible city. No offense, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> 
Uh, number seven is also an American city. So um, uh, after Columbus, we have Utrecht Eindhoven. Number seven is another American city. Which one do you think it is? It's not one of the. It's not like New York, Los Angeles. No, maybe. Yeah, it's New York. Kinda, yeah. No, it's Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Okay, fair no, enough. Yeah. yeah. Leiden, Amstelveen, Haarlem, Delft, and then number twelve, another American city. Chicago. Palm Springs, California. What? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what is happening in Palm Springs, California? I don't know, but uh, whoever, whoever's, whoever's listening there, we're, you know, we're, we're happy to come over anytime. Yeah, and for do sure. A, to do yeah, an episode, yeah, I'm you know, not visiting on, Columbus, but I'll location. go to Palm Springs. Yeah. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, and then we have another bunch of American cities, but number 45 and number uh, 46 also uh, baffles me a little bit. Uh, Goshen, Indiana. Okay. That's 46 and 40. Oh, sorry, that's 45 and 46 is Port St. Lucie, Florida. I have. Okay. I'm not even sure yeah. I've ever heard of either of those places. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> okay. And Gordon, you're always interested in uh, in Scottish cities, but uh, yeah. it's not there. So no, no, none of them. No, not even no. Glasgow. Nope. Only one. Uh, only one um, city in the UK, and that's London at number 14. So I'm yeah. shocked and and ashamed. Do obviously, yeah. I mean, Brexit has obviously just cut the UK off from, <laughs> yeah. from the, the internet. European mainland. That's what's happened yeah. there. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't so have too. internet there any longer. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's falling apart. So um, yeah, let's dive into um, the. 11 ophefs I uh, selected, uh, but first I want to do a little uh, uh, shout out to the ones that didn't really make the list but are noteworthy. Uh, for example, mm. the Brexit sandwich. Do you remember mm. that one? Yes, yes I Brexit do remember that one. This yeah. lorry driver that arrived, I believe, in Aimauda and was uh, had to, yeah, his, his sandwich was confiscated because he wasn't yeah, allowed to bring it in sandwiches. anymore uh, yeah. into the continent. Yeah, but, but, but the, uh, the British media were outraged that yeah. uh, the Dutch uh, customs uh, officer or the Dutch border guard was like laughing as he took the sandwich away. Yeah, but I think he just couldn't believe he was actually doing this. He couldn't believe he was his job was reduced to confiscating sandwiches. <laughs> Yeah, but as he was throwing it away into the bin, he, he was laughingly saying, welcome to Brexit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And they were very triggered by that. Which yeah. Is fun. yeah. Another story that didn't make the list was the marijuana farm that was discovered behind the Pablo Isco bar in Bennebroek. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I also remember this. That's also a good one. Uh, yeah. Or the yellow vaccination stickers visitors had to wear at IKEA Delft. <laughs> yeah, um, there, there were quite a few sort of uh, Nazi-themed ones, weren't there? Or Holocaust-themed yeah, ones. Yeah, there's a little, little, little an, an uncomfortable amount of Nazi going on this year, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 uh, yeah, there's also the one with the Achero Bidet saying, uh, uh, talking about the Nuremberg trials. Yeah, so, and um, saying that he didn't find it a uh, legitimate court. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, I mean, the, the, that sort of puts a different gloss on, you know, I mean, when, when um, uh, his colleagues in the FAA said they're going to be tribunals, does that mean that some uh, an, another member of the FAA is immediately going to stand up and say that tribunals that the FAA have called are in fact illegitimate? Yeah, for sure. I think you know, it will, would only be, illeg- be like illegitimate a cycle of here, isn't there? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would propose if there would be FAA tribunals being set up in the future, uh, I want it to be located in Nuremberg. Yeah, for uh, sure. So that they would have a, a mental breakdown of, of you know, f- wanting wanting to have a tribunal there or not and uh, denying that it's, uh, 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 yes. uh, it's legitimacy because it is in Nuremberg. I, I would really want to, want to see that, how they would deal with that. Yeah. Um, another shout out to the three rivaling Sinterklaas in Amsterdam. Uh, and of course, uh, Bokito the Silverback 
Gorilla who got infected with Corona oh, yeah, yeah, that COVID, also didn't really quite yeah. make the list. Does he? Is, yeah. Has he recovered? Do we know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's completely uh, completely healthy. Good. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, without further ado, let's dive into yeah. uh, the best opus yeah. of 2021. Oh, no, also, can I just mention one last one, which is sure. uh, one of our favorite uh, veto uh, one of our favorite uh, opf generators from the past uh, made a made a kind of uh, uh, what would you call it? Sort of farewell appearance. It was a Hank Kroll quitting his B and B. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Quit his B and B. Wild. Yeah. yeah, that was like his Opeth swan song. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in typical Hank Kroll fashion, he uh, he uh, uh, yeah. It turned out he didn't actually own the bed and breakfast, uh, but he was sort of the um, yeah uh, the advertise the person who advertised it. And uh, when he left the bed and breakfast, that meant that the entire unique selling point of that bed and breakfast was lost and yeah. uh, he uh, yeah he set up this guy with all these debts and all these uh, money yeah. problems so yeah it was well, once again he wasted a lot of other people's money yeah so yeah it wasn't typical uh, uh, mm. Hank Hall fashion uh, how he left at uh, bed and breakfast yeah let's begin with uh, with the list uh, we start in uh, week five uh, it, it feels like it has been at least a decade but it really was this year we had the Tweede Kamer elections and a record number of 44 parties participated so Ophef about one of the many hundreds of candidates was simply unavoidable and this time uh, to say the least we weren't disappointed because one of the parties running uh, was the Islamic party Partij van de Eenheid which was founded by uh, former uh, PVV politician Arnoud van Dorn who converted to Islam in 2013. Um, the number three on the candidate list, Yolisa Brouwer, turned out to own a bakery that was specialized in cakes and cupcakes in the shape of penises. This is a very niche form of bakery. Also, she didn't. She did boobs, also, right? Like it was like a... yeah, she had an entire collection yeah. of 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 anatomically yeah. um, um, suggestive. Uh, yeah, yeah, pastries. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, dozens of examples of pastries in the shape of uh, the male reproductive organs could be seen on her website, as well as uh, yeah, breasts and uh, vaginas, I believe, as well. Uh, and apparently she was also a well-known face on the annual Kama Sutra Erotic Festival in Utrecht. Uh, even though her website says the ingredients of the phallus cakes are in fact halal, uh, the Partij van de Eenheid said it was shocked to learn about Brouwer's Bakery after it received tips from their supporters. Uh, um, if the party had known of her activities, she would never have been put on the candidate list, according to Van Dorn. And uh, because of the Ophef, Brouwer had decided to quit and uh, step down as a party candidate. Uh, the Ophef, however, had a silver lining for her because uh, the orders on her website had skyrocketed in the weeks after uh, this revelation. So, yeah, good for her. It was good for business. And very entertaining as well. I mean, I don't think either Christianity or Islam specify anything about uh, no penis cakes being allowed. I'm, I'm unaware of like any sort of thought was being <laughs> issued against penis cakes. I think it's perfectly halal and uh, there's no, we shouldn't be ashamed <laughs> yeah. of this. As long as you use the correct ingredients, exactly. I think that's fine. Yeah, you know? and, you, totally and you, don't, fine. you don't bake them on a holy day. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so too, yeah. And um, uh, uh, Arnoud van Dorn, this uh, PVV guy, which is of course an anti-Islam party. And uh, 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 the ironic thing about PVV is that they are anti-Islam, but I think they did the most 
the, the, the I think they contributed the most to the Islamization of the Netherlands because we have seen several PVV politicians converting to Islam. Yep. Uh, but this Arnaud van Dorn guy, he is quite famous in The Hague because he always uh, causes ophef. And uh, earlier this year, there was also concerns about the safety of uh, Mark Rutte. Oh, this Rutte. is the guy that also tried to kill Rutte. Oh my God. I well, no, he was, he, he was arrested yes. uh, in light yeah. of, of this threat, but he was later immediately released. But, you know, when it came out, this it was this guy. Nobody was surprised that he yeah. was the one. Uh, uh, what did he was, doing? He was just like stalking Rutte around the Binnenhof, wasn't he? He, wasn't he, was, actually, he, he was moving. Uh, he was being creepy. He was being creepy, yeah. yeah. He was uh, suspiciously walking back and forth <laughs> on the street in an area where Mark Rutte uh, happened to be. So that was yeah. why he was uh, Maybe he, was he dropped arrested. a piece of penis cake. He was trying to find it. <laughs> like some he... sort of modern fairy tale. Uh... Didn't it also come out after the Rutte thing that he had also been arrested for like, and convicted of, I think, like distributing drugs? Like yeah, two kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he wanted to uh, to show how dangerous the streets are, so he tried to um, recruit some some teenagers to sell drugs. Yeah, uh, and then there the, was also yeah. like extra Alpef because it turned out that he got a parliamentary pass from a journalist from the Algemene Dagblad, and then like entered. He he gave no, he gave his pass to the journalist, and the journalist like went in and got like information that he wasn't supposed to have. It's yeah, just like yeah. the onion of all alphafs. Every time you take <laughs> off one layer, there is another alphaf underneath. Yeah, just uh, if you if you can uh, just open the Wik the Dutch Wikipedia page of Arnold van Dorn, uh, press translate to English and uh, have a nice read about this guy because you know it's just a never ending <laughs> story of of alphaf and weird stuff uh, surrounding this guy. And then wait, didn't a, didn't a school in Am I remembering this right? Wasn't there also an April Fool's Day joke with him where some they announced? Was it like an Islamic school that yeah, announced he, he was, was going to be the their director, their school. new director or something, and then it turned out it was an April Fool's joke? <laughs> Sounds like something that Muslim could happen. Oh my happen. god! And they, <laughs> they announced a new director, and it was somebody who was it? They, they announced announced somebody controversial as a new director, and then he it turned out that it was a big April Fool's joke yeah. that he set up. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh, oh, he was the one who set up the April no, Fool's. He, no. he set up because he was like the spokesman for the school. Or I don't, no, I don't think so. Board. I I thought. I thought that they did it without like telling him that they put it out as an April Fool's joke, and then when people called the school, the school was like, "No, no, this is real," and then everybody was like, "Yeah, you can't." You can't lean this hard into an April Fool's joke. That's not how it works. But maybe I'm yeah. like not remembering correctly. <laughs> oh, that's right. He, no, he. That's right. He. He was the uh, supposedly the the um the new what was it new director director of the school, or something. Yeah. 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 In the April Fool. Oh my gosh. Such a yeah, as I said, never-ending uh, Opeth with this guy, and uh, we, we could add him to the 2022 predictions list because you know he's bound to uh, to to generate some Opeth at, 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 in the near future at some point. Yeah. Yeah, he must. What do we think he'll do? Convert, convert to Christianity, become and go back to being an anti-Islam politician? Oh. I, no, no, I think like. He's going to get become caught up health in, minister. like, becoming an, es an essential oils person. Or, no, 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 crypto. He's going to become a crypto bro. Yeah. That's definitely. my prediction for him for 2022. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to the uh, second Alpef. Uh, in week six, uh, in I mean, week do we six, have to continue? Because clearly this is the Alpef that's going to win. I mean, obviously. Yeah, because you're going to rig the yeah, election. Yeah, of course. You I'm yes. rigging yeah. the election. This is the best Alpef, so... 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but still, for uh, formality reasons, let's move on to the second right, ophef. Uh, because in week six, enormous ophef broke loose after a video appeared on Twitter showing a man sailing his boat over the Prinsengracht in Amsterdam. Normally, this wouldn't raise an eyebrow, but this time was different uh, because uh, this uh, uh, following days of extremely cold weather, the canals were frozen and the man was breaking the ice with his boat. Amsterdam is standing on the side of the canal uh, or on bridges and hoping to ice skate on the canal in the coming days could be seen yelling at the shipper and calling him an eikel which it's not is lul. Uh, I thought it's called him lul lul eikel uh, yeah. all sorts of uh, insults yeah. um, uh, said lul ben ik gek geworden this man, honestly this man is lucky to be alive like <laughs> it, he's yeah, lucky the ophef was not that they drug him from his boat and, and beat him to death with the broken chunks of ice I think yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think the, the people on the side of the canals were nearly um, uh, really had to constrain themselves not doing this uh, yeah they were really mad at him and uh, the video went viral on social media and also on the rest of the internet and uh, the man didn't get a lot of sympathetic comments for his actions uh, and a few days earlier uh, the municipality of Amsterdam put the ice nota into effect uh, <laughs> and a protocol banning boats on the canals and closing all locks and sluices and stuff like that in order to allow ice on the, on the canals to grow as much as possible and the man was fined later that morning not for breaking the ice but for sailing in the wrong direction <laughs> <laughs> which is a fun nice little detail was this guy's name arnold van dorn by any chance <laughs> no i this no, otherwise no 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 this happened in amsterdam not in the hague i mean um, yeah. it's a short train right away paul that's right, that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, people were really mad at him. And um, it, this, of course, relates to the uh, Elfstede Accords, the, El- uh, the Elfstede fever we always have. Uh, as soon as uh, the temperature drops below zero, uh, the entire country uh, yeah, becomes, in this, uh, uh, becomes enthusiastic and excited for uh, the Elfstede Tocht, uh, uh, which everybody expects to happen this year again. Uh, we yeah. saw that. Uh, a it, it starts earlier well. every year, doesn't it? The Elfstede Accords. I mean, you had it in November. It's I like think, Christmas. Yeah. It just yeah. keeps starting earlier every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, a paper note in a store. It's, al- it's yeah. also uh, starting earlier and earlier. Uh, yeah, it, uh, Elfstede Tocht is of course the ice skating tour uh, 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 along 11 cities in Friesland. I believe it's over 200 kilometers long. Uh, the last time we've had it, it was in 1998. Or 1997, I think, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the entire country is always really uh, excited about it, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and all the kids get a day off school as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but hopefully it yeah. never happens again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go this guy with the boat. Had, uh, I think this guy with the boat probably had the second worst outcome of the uh, of the big freeze in February. So I think the guy who actually fared even worse was Vopka Hoekstra because <laughs> he put out this campaign <laughs> video of himself skating around yeah. the canals. But then by the time it actually was, um, you know, but by the time they actually put this video out on the TV, the, the ice had all gone and everyone had forgotten about it. And he looked just completely out of place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, he, he made this campaign video of him ice skating and a, co- and yeah. a couple of a week later or something, it, it, it was aired and uh, yeah. it was all, everybody was in the in, in spring mood, right? Yeah. It, uh, the yeah. temperature rose dramatically and uh, everybody was walking around in uh, in uh, short shirts and uh, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you could see Wopke Hoekstra ice skating. Yeah, it was completely out of space. Uh, and that was, you know, it was, you have... 
<laughs> yeah, you have to, you, sometimes you have campaigns that really work and sometimes you have campaigns that really fail. And this was, Wopke Hoekstra really had one of these campaigns that uh, yeah, failed dramatically. It was a and this was, yeah. yeah, and this was by accident contributed to that sort of um, uh, uh, notion, that image everybody had uh, uh, about him. That it was, yeah, uh, and of course yeah. he slipped up on ice a couple of times this year because he also was um, caught uh, going, to an ice rink, uh, going to an ice rink when he shouldn't have been. And skating around wasn't allowed because of the lockdown. Yeah. And he yeah. said, no, I, it was just spontaneous. I went there and uh, somebody <laughs> asked me to... And to, Sven uh, Kramer just to happened <laughs> to be there or whatever. Yeah, he just and, happened and to have his, his, his full skating gear with right. him when he went there because yeah, he was there in a speed suit and with skates on. Yeah, and that indicated that it was all... Um, uh, 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 yeah, clearly prearranged. Yeah, that he planned on, on doing this. Yeah, so uh, poor Wopke. Moving on to the third uh, op-ef, uh, Maarten van Rossum. Um, 2021 was, of course, completely dominated by the global pandemic. So Corona op-ef uh, is also simply unavoidable. And in week 11, the op-ef was about uh, Hugo de Jonge and the podcast's favorite grumpy old guy, Maarten van Rossum. The 78-year-old historian said in his podcast that he was very frustrated with the, uh, frustrated with the Dutch vaccination program, uh, as we all were at that point, yeah. and that he found it incomprehensible that he, as a vulnerable bejaar, still wasn't vaccinated and Van Rossum decided to take matters into his own hands. Uh, one of his friends did get a letter from the local health board to come and get a shot and he used a special telephone number in that letter to call the vaccination appointment hotline. At the first try he was told that he wasn't able to make an appointment but the second try he was successful and Van, Van Rossum managed to secure his jab. Um, the story was picked up by the media after which health minister Hugo de Jonge responded with a tweet writing that Selflessness is the last thing we could use right now. We have to solve this crisis together and together capitalized. Um, Gelukkig dat de meeste mensen deugen, he added uh, in that tweet as well. Probably a reference to Rutger Bregman's book. Most people were sympathetic with Maarten van Rossum, though, and understood his frustrations. And others pointed out that if uh, de Jonge had organized the vaccine program well, van Rossum wouldn't have been able to make an appointment in the first place, or already had yeah, gotten so his appointment. Yeah, so we'd have had it months, months ago, like he would have done if he was living in any other country. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, also as a result uh, uh, of this ophef, vaccinatievoordringer, or vaccine queue jumper, also became a nominee for the word of the year 2021. Yeah, I mean, this is one of these things where everyone involved is an asshole and so it's yeah. really hard to just pick a side basically <laughs> yeah, yeah but it exactly. makes it very enjoyable as well so yeah you can hate on on everybody yeah, yeah this exactly. is true this is true that's yeah. also a uh a, yeah there, there, there are no heroes in this story no it's, it's very always, cathartic uh, yeah yeah but yeah, it was an understandable frustration by Maarten Verossum, I believe. And if you are so old, then, you know, you're, you're waiting for this vaccine. And you see in all these other countries that uh, 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 those vaccine programs are working. And then it's really frustrated to see Hugo de Jonge with his um, flower shoes um, yeah. singing. Saying he's uh, not going to have cameras. symbolic yeah. pricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would take a symbolic prick as, uh, you know, the rest of Europe appears to be able to get a booster. And I think we're on a waiting <laughs> list for 2025 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Belgium. Belgium has been organizing boosters for adults since November. And uh, the Netherlands is just not, not quite as quite as organized as Belgium, which is not a sentence no, I thought I would ever have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
2021 was also the year of the notorious Binnenhof-verbouwing. Uh, it finally started. Uh, the renovation of the parliamentary complex in The Hague has been an ophef generator for years. Uh, for example, the endless fight between the Tweede Kamer chair, Kadisha Arip, and the Interior Ministry, uh, or the sacking of the architects after they proposed to build an indoor tropical garden. And this year was no different. Not the fact the budget of 500 million was overrun by almost 50% at the very same day the renovation started is the nominee of the ophef of the year, but it's about the temporary Tweede Kamer building, which once housed the uh, foreign office and was uh, famously described by Mali as a Soviet Union Gaudi building, yes. which I still, uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I still love this uh, this joke. It's, uh, it's very it's because it's very accurate. Yeah, it really is. Um, that building stood empty since 2015 and was made ready to function as the temporary Tweede Kamer building at a cost of 190 million euros, including an exact replica of the parliament's uh, chamber and uh, one of the longest uh, escalators you have ever seen in your life. Uh, mm. I was a little bit disappointment, disappointed when the coalition agreement was uh, presented uh, this week and um, the four party leaders didn't make a uh, dramatic theatrical uh, 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 escalator yeah. um, descent into, uh, into the main hall. Yeah, I was, with uh, like lights and music and uh, maybe, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. a little dance as I came down. Yeah, or wave to a non-existent crowd, something yes. like that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I was really hoping for a Trump moment there, but uh, yeah, I was <laughs> a little bit disappoint- disappointed. Yeah. Um, B76, as is the official uh, name of the building, is arguably the ugliest building in The Hague, and uh, that also didn't help to make MPs enthusiastic about moving out. And in uh, week 16, someone on Twitter noticed the newest addition to the already very ugly building. The new entrance was a series of linked square umbrella-shaped canopies with thick golden edges. Uh, naturally, people on Twitter didn't approve. Someone said it looked like the entrance of a casino, a Donald Trump hotel, a Star Wars brothel. <laughs> it all had these very creative um, uh, comparisons. Um, I think it was a combination of all these three things. I, th- I think it was a uh, Donald Trump Star Wars uh, casino. Donald Trump uh, Star Wars brothel casino. Yeah. Yeah. Casino brothel. No. Was it being managed by Hank Kroll by any chance? <laughs> I heard he was looking for a new new gig. I can see uh, I I can see Hank Kroll running a a Star Wars themed brothel. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Think about it, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there were though also some people that were positive about it. Someone said that uh, he was at least uh, he was happy to see at least some color in the concrete uh, monstrosity. And the Rijksgebouwdienst, uh, the government's real estate department, uh, pointed out in a statement, uh, emphasized that the entrance wasn't golden but it was brass yellow. So yeah, <laughs> which, little correction which is, here. Which is the color yeah. of gold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, <laughs> what is that that meme where it's like corporate wants you to point out the differences between both of these pictures and it's like yeah. this is the, they're the same picture? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's that classic Dutch response, isn't it? Of uh, these words don't mean what you think they mean, yes. even though they do. <laughs> yeah. 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 It means something different than the meaning of these words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Just like the, 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 the Efteling spokesman said that this room with seats uh, pointing to a, uh, right. a, a white screen where, a, yeah. uh, where moving images are projected on is not a cinema. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or or this this building that's called the Efteling Museum is not a museum. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. It's uh, the same thing. In week 17, a mysterious video popped up on Twitter, posted by writer and actor Lieke Lemus. He said in a thread he was asked out several times by a woman called 
Emily. He had turned her down several times, but all of a sudden she sent him a video and he wouldn't have shared the privately sent video if another very well-known person could be seen in it. Uh, none other than Prime Minister Mark Rutte jumped into the frame and started to talk to the camera. Uh, Rutte said he was told that Moose thought he lied in the infamous Functie Elders debate, which he denied, and he also advised Moose to reconsider going on a date with Emily because she was such a nice woman. Many people reacted surprised to the video and many thought it was uh, it must have been a deep fake video, a theory that was supported by the bad quality, the out of sync audio and also several online tools that uh, yeah, could be used to determine if a video is real or not and uh, yeah, determined uh, it was in fact a deep fake. Moose later deleted the video thinking it was uh, yeah, indeed a deep fake video, but the Rijksvoorlichtingsdienst, the government's uh, communication department, confirmed to NRC newspaper that the video was indeed real and was made in a private context, even though it was shot in um, the Prime Ministerial Office, het uh, Torentje. Emily turned out to be a uh, public official working at the Prime Minister's office uh, who had asked Rutte to do her a favor and appear in the video, which she uh, sent sort of as a joke to Moos, uh, who also got a lot of criticism because a lot of people thought it was rude to share a private video and that he should have just told Emily he didn't want to date her instead of posting this online. Molly, you've just watched the video because you were you you didn't know of its existence. What is your first reaction? I want to know what was going on in my life that I completely missed this. <laughs> like, I just—it's not that you that you forgot about the op-ed no, because you know that's. What I you, I don't think I've not happen. seen this video. I do not remember anything about this story at all. I also immediately thought it was a deep fake. Wow. Because it's a really weird, bad quality video, yeah. isn't it? And yeah, yeah you. Yeah. you uh, I saw that it was shot in his uh, in his office, and uh, that sort of uh, told me that it must have been a real video, because you know usually a deep fake one, uh, deep fake deep fake video, you have a real video and you you basically glue another person's face in it. But because it was also shot in the office of the prime minister, I thought it must be real. But it's a really strange video indeed. Yeah. And um, it looks weird, it looks unreal, but yeah, apparently it is real. So it is genuine, um, yeah. yeah. I find it really strange that Rita would agree to do this question I actually mark? don't I, I really see him doing it if if, if it's uh, if it's a if, if it's someone he works with and uh, she asks him to do it as a sort of joke then I, I think he would just do it so I also that didn't huh. surprise me some people thought as well he would never do that therefore it must be fake but my my uh, impression was that uh, he's the kind of guy who would uh, uh, cooperate with such, something like that did he just did he, has he commented about the video? Did anybody ever ask him about it? Has he had to say anything? Nope. No. No. Nope. No. Interesting. We definitely should. Okay. You should, Somebody uh, should just ask him out of the blue at the next Corona press conference. Yeah, you um, should just send in a, or you send in a, uh, yeah, just ask him out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. If, I think if you send in a, uh, an interview request, they would probably deny it. In week 18, the Dutch uh, public broadcaster called uh, people who wanted to watch the official ceremony of Remembrance Day a pannenkoek, or pancake. <laughs> Uh, Remembrance Day is held every year on May 4th with commemorations at war memorials all around the country and two minutes of silence uh, held at 8pm to remember all those who died in World War II and in war situations and peacekeeping missions thereafter. A national ceremony is held on Dam Square in Amsterdam where King Willem-Alexander and Queen Maxima lay uh, a wreath at the National uh, Monument um, which and the Dam Square was also completely empty just like in uh, 2020, right? It's uh, mm. uh, Usually it's packed with people uh, 
uh, also participating in the two minutes of silence, but because of Corona, uh, Dam Square was completely uh, empty. Uh, the ceremony is also always broadcasted by the public broadcaster on TV and also on internet, but some people who wanted to watch the ceremony online got a remarkable message. Instead of the live stream, a window popped up saying, communication error, pannenkoek. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> and Pannenkoek is probably one of the biggest insults in the in the Dutch language, right? Yes, this uh, is true. I, I, it is it is possibly uh, the biggest insult. Yeah, I remember a, a, a famous scene of uh, then Ajax uh, manager Marco van Basten who descended into uh, the, the uh, who, who left the field and there was this one angry fan uh, standing on the side of the on the field yelling at him Pannenkoek and uh, it turned out that it really hurt him because he uh, 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 he had to recover from it for weeks and weeks because uh, yeah it hurt him so much. Um, a spokesman of the uh, public broadcaster said the message was just a stupid inside joke among programmers and IT people. Uh, we've got reports of the message before and said something about it, but apparently nothing had been done. Uh, the person said, uh, the spokesperson said, it's unprofessional, especially on a day such as this. And yeah. due to the large number of people tuning in, the system got overburdened and several thousands of people got to see the message. So, yeah, so inconsiderate, but also pretty funny, I think. Also pretty amusing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, inconsiderate and disrespectful, but funny. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Often, there's which often is the best kind of funny, a, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A yeah, very awkward funny. There's often yeah. not pep around the Remembrance Day, though, isn't there? I mean, there was the, there was a poem about the, uh, the, the 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 father who had gone off to fight um, uh, on the Nazi side, which was then withdrawn because of complaints. Really? Oh, I yes. missed that one. Yeah. Was that this year? No, it was a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. It might have been before we started doing this, uh, but it was certainly a few years ago. There was a, uh, I think a boy. They usually have a school, um, and you know, a schoolboy or a schoolgirl read out a poem they've written yeah. at the ceremony. And I think this boy had written about his maybe his great uncle or somebody who had mm. actually gone to uh, fight uh, for the Germans over on the Polish frontier. Uh, I think you know yeah, it was all about yeah. it, was, it was called something like Fautagoza or something you know about yeah. the, the, the reminder that yeah you know, some not all but some Dutch people in in the war were on the wrong side and yeah. that the, 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 we need so yeah and um, um, uh, there's always also um, uh, recurring opeth if an, a German ambassador is invited to some sort of ceremony at May fourth for example it's, yeah. apparently it's still very sensitive but I believe Angela Merkel. Um, uh, uh, gave a lecture or something about that. She had that. a video link. A video she, link with, um, on May 4th, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, that was much appreciated and I think it was really the turning point of, we will probably see um, more of, uh, uh, it's more accepted of, for example, German officials to yeah. participate in these sort of uh, commemorations yeah. now. Well, I'm think. not sure they're going to do it with Olaf Scholz because he just looks a bit too German, <laughs> you know? So he's just not, <laughs> I don't think too, it would yeah. be, be, people would be quite as comfortable with him with his face somehow. Yeah. He would accidentally click his heels uh, at 8 p.m., <laughs> for, for example. Yeah. 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 And 2021 was also the year the Netherlands hosted the Eurovision Song Contest after the Dutch entry won in 2019 and 2020 was uh, cancelled. No Eurovision is complete without major upheaval, and luckily Italy was there to provide us for 
provided for us in week 21. After the 26 countries had done their best to permanently damage uh, uh, the hearing of everyone on the continent, it was time for Europe to vote to determine who was the least terrible performer of the evening. Right after the voting lines closed, we got a shot of the green room where all of the uh, performers were seated and waiting for the results. And in the corner of the screen, one member of the Italian rock band Maneskin uh, could be seen in the background bending forward over the table and rapidly moving his head from left to right, uh, as if he was some sort of Form for Democracy MP. Mm -hmm. Someone tweeted a video of the incident wondering if the Italian was perhaps snorting cocaine live on air. The video went absolutely viral and a lot of people assumed that he was in fact staking a line of coke, even though the table was obstructed by a bowl of iced Heineken beer, so we couldn't really see what was on the table. Uh, mm. And a few moments later, the Italian band won the contest, and in the press conference immediately after the live show, the guitarist was confronted with the accusations, and he categorically denied them, saying that he doesn't do drugs, and that he had merely broken a glass and was picking up the pieces. Journalists rushed to the Italian table and indeed saw pieces of shattered glass underneath it, and the next day the Italian guitarist took a drug test which indeed turned out to be negative, clearing Thomas Ruggi, as uh, his name is, from all the uh, accusations and allegations. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, it was a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun op because Yeah, you know, and it's, it's kind of weird that we've got to the point now where you ask a rock, uh, <laughs> someone in a rock band if they do drugs and they say no. Yeah. They categorically and deny it. I mean, times have changed. That's not rock and roll, is it? The worst no, part about this day. was like the earnestness with which they wanted to deny that they had done coke. Like it just, I, it, which sounded almost suspicious. Yeah, right? that was the suspicious yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was—it all happened so fast, right? Because we saw him, you know, moving his head from uh, from left to right, and half hour later uh, they had won, and then half hour later after that, uh, journalists had fact-checked his claim, and uh, yeah, it turned out his story turned out to to make sense. So yeah, it was a real roller coaster, a very fast roller roller coaster, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised uh, none of the Dutch journalists uh, asked uh, what, what what size of banknote he used, because that's usually what they. All they want to know when it comes to Italians. Like, how much money are you wasting this time? <laughs> yeah. And did you spend it on women and wine? Yeah. Yes. The ophef of week 40 came from Utrecht, where the Dutch equivalent of the Academy Awards ceremony was held. The Gouden Kalveren, or the Golden Calves, are held annually at the Dutch Film Festival in Utrecht. Big winners this year were the Veroordeling about the infamous David de Moordzaak and our favorite uh, uh, pollster. Our favorite um, uh, pollster, yes. Yeah, um, and also the Slag om de Schelder, which I believe in English is called uh, The Forgotten Battle. I believe it's on Netflix. If you want to uh, watch a terrible Dutch war movie, go uh, go check it out. As <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I do want to see the Fordaling though, purely because you know I enjoy anything that uh, has a pop at Maris de Hond. Yeah, and so, I now I remember no, no, they didn't actually get an actor to play Maris de Hond, did they? They just, they just used clips of his actual. <laughs> oh really? Decided oh, that was appalling God. enough. Yeah, I think they didn't want to. I, 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 and the problem was anyone who played Maris de Hunt on screen would never be able to work again. So they decided to <laughs> not, not to award the part. And I, I don't think of all the actors in the world, you would never find a person that could play such an unpleasant per person <laughs> as Maurice de Hond. Yes, Maurice de Hond is really an uncastable person, I think. Yeah. Uh, and now come to think of it, uh, the Slag om de Schelder was also involved in another ophef because um, when uh, at the fall of um, uh, Kabul, uh, our defense minister was uh, tweeting about this uh, movie that she was watching it. Instead no, of course, of she, was in, she was in that movie, wasn't she? Well, yeah. Not in it. She, she, was, yeah. she, she was in the cinema watching it. Yeah, yeah instead of evacuating uh, yeah. Dutch people there. 
Um, but this year, uh, it was decided that uh, the Gouden Kalf Awards uh, ceremony would from now on be held in a gender-neutral fashion, which meant that familiar categories such as Best Actor and Best Actress were dropped and instead uh, given to the Best Leading Role. And the decision itself caused major upheaval last year among people who feel uh, society is hijacked by uh, lefties and wokies and by other molly-typed uh, people exactly. um, mm-hmm. I, so so, was al- uh, this is also an opf that I somehow completely missed and when I saw it on your list what I assumed this was going to be because it's called the golden bowl that they just like neutered the <laughs> statue that they were giving to people so they just made <laughs> no, it like no, no. a gender neutral <laughs> cow calf <laughs> thing and I was like how do you even do this I don't understand I had no idea it had to do with the award listing no they just made they just made the categories uh, gender neutral yeah. <laughs> it's like they just, but I can see where the confusion they put is coming pants from. on it so you couldn't know like which which <laughs> sexual identity it had yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, anyway, you, that's you what I thought. Yeah, you got a bum steer on that story. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> this is why I quit this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem with this award, though, was that when the award so- ceremony ended and people were, you know, reflecting on the winners, everybody realized that all the prizes went to men and not a single woman had won an award and many people were furious saying the attempt to become more inclusive had failed and they were wondering why we would go gender neutral if it meant women wouldn't win anything others pointed out that the female actresses simply had less leading roles in dutch films which is a uh, problem in itself i believe um uh, and uh, yeah, automatically meaning that they have a smaller chance of winning an award. And even though some had said the organization of the Gouden Kalf should be ashamed, uh, the organization said in a statement the awards were awarded fairly after an anonymous vote by a professional jury. So there was no rigging of elections involved in this uh, award ceremony. Contrary to a, a, another uh, award uh, scheme. I mean, what's the point of having an award <laughs> yeah, ceremony if you don't really vote? Seriously, yeah, yeah. So, yeah that was, uh, it was a big problem. Um, uh, we're going gender neutral, and then only men win. So yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, it's yeah. an issue. Yep. That's, yeah, uh, that's a bit of a, bit of a bit of an yeah. issue. Shot themselves in the foot there. You shot themselves in the hoof. Yeah. <laughs> 2021 was also the year the QR code society came to re- came into effect and in week 43 Ophef uh, started when it turned out that even dead German dictators could get vaccinated. Archel News reported that it had scanned a QR access code which was registered under the name of Adolf Hitler and also returned a green screen res- uh, indicating that the code was valid. Archel wrote that cybercriminals are selling fake but valid QR codes on hacker forums for 300 euros each and the Hitler's QR code was distributed by the criminal as proof that he could make a valid QR access code for literally anyone. So yeah, also German dictators uh, 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 would be allowed in cinemas. Um, The imitation codes were French or Polish, but under the EU's reciprocal scheme uh, that also meant they could be used in the Netherlands. The health ministry told RTL News that it was going to launch a full investigation on how this QR code was generated, and naturally we never heard anything from it again. So I have no idea if this means that the the uh, the private keys were hacked or whatever, and uh, meaning that all the QR codes were basically invalid. Um, so yeah, I have no idea. Um, 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 uh, did we hear anything a follow up on nothing, this? Nothing about it. No. no. Yeah, no. I just know that a lot of, uh, but I do see that I think several hundred uh, QR codes have now been like blocked by the uh, Corona check, presumably for being dodgy in some way. 
right. yeah. So if, if there's an indication that your QR code might be hacked or might be fake, then it's get it get blocked and you you need to arrange yeah. a new one. What basically. I can't yeah. believe is is that they allowed QR codes to be processed with like names like Adolf Hitler. Like you would think they didn't. They didn't. The, the the hacker just made a new one, generated a new one, an illegal one, and he added the name Adolf Hitler as sort of proof that I can put any name on it. Sure, but so I if, just think that if you were building a system that you would just have like a list of things that like would flag somewhere if someone oh. entered them as a name, right? As like a yeah. safety check kind of thing. Like you hmm. put in the name as like Megatron and the system should be like, that does not seem like a real name. Like, maybe you got to, like, have a higher up do this. Or, like, you need some extra special code, I feel like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, Adolf Hitler had, had a uh, QR code. And, of course, it was also... Do you um, not have, like, uh, January the 1st, 1900 as his birthday as well? Which yeah. It was a bit of a giveaway. Yeah, yeah because, uh, yeah, it, uh, apparently the, the, the QR code system doesn't allow a birthday before 1900. So, yeah, it's, uh, 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 he couldn't even have his real birthday, uh, unfortunately no. for him. Um, but, yeah, um, Hitler's QR code, it was one of my favorite ophefs, I think. <laughs> I, um, I wonder if Hitler would have been an anti-vaxxer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good that's one. That's a tough question, I think. What would Hitler do? What that would was Hitler also do? something I would never... <laughs> it's always a question I ask myself yeah, in yeah. any situation. <laughs> it is, and it's frequently a question I ask myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, he was quite uh, fond of medical, medical experiments in other contexts, wasn't he? So, <laughs> would yeah. he be... Yeah, he was also a fan of gene ter- uh, therapy. Yeah, yeah so so gene, gene therapy. Yeah. 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 Interesting question. I, uh, I don't know. We can put it out to yeah. the listeners. Maybe they will have some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some yeah maybe he'd be an anti-vaxxer because he he he, th- he felt like other forms of gene therapy were more effective. I don't mm. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I f- I feel like if he if he got to take credit for inventing the vaccine somehow, he wouldn't have been an anti-vaxxer. But if somehow yeah. like the U.S. had come up with this or like England during the war, right? Then he would have been an anti-vaxxer. I think he would have been an opportunist yeah. move. Well, Pfizer, yeah, Pfizer's a German company, yeah, so perhaps see? he would have said it was uh, part of the great <laughs> glorious German tradition. But it was an immigrant, uh, a Turkish immigrant, immigrant who came up with true. it. So yeah. mm, I don't know. Although you know, he was pretty happy to embrace things that were developed by Jewish people, like mustard gas, for example. Yeah. So you know, I think it would. I think it would really depend on what was in it for him. That's it, wasn't he? Yeah, he would have probably just taken the technology, stolen it, if, if, uh, sent the immigrants uh, out of the, uh, out of the country, um, and then attributed it to someone else who had nothing to do with it. Yes, that seems about accurate. Some traditions never die. For example, that Sinterklaas will also lead to Ophef in November. And as we all know, Sinterklaas travels every year from Spain to the Netherlands by steamship and not by uh, KLM flight. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't, he doesn't have to worry about sitting in, uh, in, in, in disgusting seats. Um, his voyage is always uh, covered by the Sinterklaas Journal, a special daily news broadcast presented by Dieterich Block. And because St. Nicholas is 1,730 years old, putting him well into the group of uh, people who with a high risk to get infected, Dieterich Block was asked in week 45 by Radio 538 if she knew if the Bishop of Mira was vaccinated. She confirmed that this was, of course, the case, and she was also quite sure he had also already received a booster shot because, you know, he lives most of the time not in the Netherlands. 
Netherlands. Um, this news uh, spread faster than a virus during Carnival and immediately hell broke loose on the internet. Many anti-vaxxers were outraged by the suggestion that a non-existent Turkish bishop living in Madrid, uh, who somehow chooses to ride his horse on Dutch rooftops, rooftops on cold and rainy November nights, got uh, vaccinated. They accused the Dirichet Block of spreading government propaganda, especially because the Sinterklaas Chanel is broadcasted by the public broadcasting service. This all reminded us a little bit of the Big Bird upheaval we had seen in yes, the United States, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it was a pretty similar, I, I think. Am I this correct in recalling that there was Opef last year about Sinterklaas involving something about the direction that Sinterklaas was arriving in being like hell or the town or something? Wasn't there something about like... Oh, no, there was say, uh, because uh, uh, Sinterklaas usually arrives at a certain city, right? That's the official arrival yes. of Sinterklaas. It's yeah. broadcasted uh, on, on TV and it would usually attract a lot of people standing on the side of the port or whatever, uh, welcoming Sinterklaas into the country. But because of coronavirus, they uh, decided to have this official arrival in a fictional town. Yes. Um, and uh, one, oh, of yes. The, uh, uh, one of the other fictional towns they sort of covered in this... Uh, uh, in this Sinterklaas Journal uh, news bulletin um, uh, had a pun on some Christian thing yes. that sparked a lot That's of right, anger. Yeah. yeah, people from the SKP were very yes. offended. Yeah. Krausichum was the Krausichum, city and yeah. Uh, uh, yes. yeah, and they had Crucify an enormous him. wooden yeah. cross next to it. Yeah. 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 Crucify him, that's what's the pun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah uh, indeed, Ophef. There's always Ophef about. Someone always is angry about uh, Sinterklaas. Yeah, there's um, also because the, this year the, the alternative Sinterklaas journal wasn't there by Ongehoord Nederland, which is yeah. another it's a mini Ophef all of itself. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah Ongehoord Nederland is the uh, right-wing public broadcaster yeah. founded, I believe, last year, and uh, they still do not have official broadcasting time on television. But instead, they make YouTube videos and uh, as a sort of protest against the changing of uh, Swarte Piet from you know being a black face white p person into a sooty faced uh, uh, Pete um, they make their own Sinterklaas Journal including the traditional sort of beat. Um, but these videos are watched by only 3,000 people or something on YouTube. So it's not very successful. But it is just so outrageously ridiculous that when people tweet about it and include a sort of uh, clip from the YouTube videos, those clips get watched many more times than the original YouTube videos. So more people are laughing about it than are actually taking them seriously. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, a lot of Wappies were mad at uh, the news that uh, uh, Sinterklaas got vaccinated and they uh, all called on Twitter to boycott the uh, official Sinterklaas journal. Uh, and uh, some even vowed not to celebrate Sinterklaas at all and just move on to, uh, to, to, uh, to Christmas. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, which is so a much more Dutch tradition, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But also a lot of people were happy that uh, the synth was uh, setting the right example, as we've always see also seen uh, with uh, Big Bird. So yeah, it's um, uh, fun little, fun little uh, Corona-related Sinterklaas yeah. Ophef. Yes. You can't get through Sinterklaas season without having some Sinterklaas Ophef. Nope. No, no, it's, it's a tradi tradition it's of a itself. It's a tradition, yeah. Sinterklaas Ophef. Yeah, Sinterklaas Renal uh, also had some of the best satire of the uh, coronavirus press conferences as well. Yes, yes. Awesome. They did their own yeah. kind of mock-up press conferences yes. about uh, how the presidents were all late. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah. They also even included Irma, didn't they, at some point? I think they did have a Gebauer talk, yes. Mm, yeah, so really nice. Yeah. They always have some sort of um, little jokes 
about current affairs and about uh, yeah. yeah stuff like this. Um, so it's also also fun for the parents to watch, and not only the yeah the, exactly not only for the fun for the children. So uh, now we come uh, to the last OPF, the last uh, nominee. Uh, yeah. and I think this was my favorite, I have to say. I think I said yeah. it at the time, and I stand by that uh, You stand by, by that judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite surprising. Uh, Hugo de Jonge managed to uh, get only one mention uh, on this short list. That's uh, true. In, week four, yeah, in week 46, he was once again responsible for the OPF of the week after the latest issue of women's magazine Linda came out. The cover showed a group of Dutch celebrities, such as Linda de Mol herself and Leontine Borsato, wearing sparkly and beautiful gala outfits and among them in a shiny black tie dinner suit was none other than the health minister himself the photo sparked a lot of criticism on the internet many people felt it was uh, inappropriate for the minister to behave like a movie star and appear on glamorous cover photos given how bad things were going with the pandemic and also on the cover was interior minister Kaisa Ollongren who didn't receive as much criticism as her colleague even though she too seemed to have enough on her plate for example the housing crisis uh, Hugo's cover photo it was also gave flashbacks to last year's holiday period when one couldn't open a newspaper or turn on a TV or read a magazine without seeing an interview with Hugo de Jonge, uh, including photos such as him playing the piano or showing his favorite spots in yeah. Rotterdam on a bike. No, no, it, was, it was a photo of Hugo sitting at the piano, um, facing away from the piano, and then the music on the stand was upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that was lovely a lovely detail. detail but the, yeah. Thing, yeah. the thing that I am just endlessly surprised by with Hugo is, is that in every photo photo of him he looks dead in the eyes like he looks like yeah. a creepy doll version of himself <laughs> in every still photograph that is taken of this man i don't know how this is possible and it, yeah maybe maybe that's why he books so many of these interviews and these photo shoots he just wants one photo of him looking uh, happy into the cameras i think he's just uh, searching for that one one good photo yeah, yeah. um yeah, so um, uh, 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 lots of eyebrows were raised about his frequent and trivial media appearances back then. And uh, yeah, he didn't seem to have learned from it. No. And uh, yeah. I am just wondering who are these people that are advising him? Or maybe they are advising him not to cooperate with these sort of things, but he is just a little bit too narcissistic uh, uh, and, 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 and he, he craves too much attention uh, that he just simply cannot say no. I think That's he's just on a mission to get a photo taken of him in which he is not dead in the eyes. And, yeah. you know, it's not, he's not <laughs> yeah. made it and he yet. He'll go to any, he go to yeah. any things to do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. When did his beard appear? I'm trying to remember when that, uh, st- uh during the summer. his face. I it think it was a summer, summer situation. Yeah. 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 He was just like the He was after Dunson McYunson, wasn't yes. he? Yes. I think maybe. Yeah. After that. So. Maybe, maybe he's trying to sort of, uh, go incognito after Dunson McYunson, but it didn't work because. He was still. He still just looked too dead in the eyes. I just. Uh, what do we think? <laughs> do we want to make a prediction about what Alpef Hugo de Jonga is going to be involved in in 2022? He probably won't be a minister, no. so maybe he will just uh, yeah. give a sort of goodbye interview where he discloses all sorts of sensitive information about, uh, uh, yeah, the cabinet or about Margaret. Uh, I think it's something like that. Maybe he just. Um, is he uh, not going to move to like a, another portfolio? So there'll be another whole new category of who could in information there. technology. Maybe I feel like that's one that he would be very <laughs> successful at, given his track record with things like app development yeah. and uh, security. Anything to do with logistics. Yeah. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. 
I yeah. I think he should join Fred Taven in being a bus driver. He seems like he would be a very good bus driver, I think. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he wouldn't. He'd turn up at all the stops like three three months yeah. late and then say, <laughs> then say I don't do symbolic bus, you know, symbolic pickups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's going to Yeah, he's going yeah, he's, he's to become like Max Verstappen's team manager. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I think there's a, there's a sketch to be done where Max Verstappen drives for a Dutch team and like every time he wants to pit for tyres, they go into like a three month consultation to decide. <laughs> What type of tires you should have? <laughs> yeah, this is true. That's a very good. This very is an excellent idea. joke. All right, so uh, those were the eleven uh, nominees. Uh, let's. Uh, it's time for us now to uh, to to pick our nominees. And um, yeah, Molly. I, I mean, Muslim penis cake is just such yeah. a front runner here. It's mm. really hard to top that, and all of the subsequent opaf um, surrounding this this person. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the kind of spiraling layers of Ophef. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's such, that, like, that, that it's such from it. Dutch Ophef, right? Because you have these <laughs> weird sp- splinter parties. They have to produce this list of candidates, so they always end up with like a bunch of wackadoos on the list. Like There's something about the progressiveness and tolerance of like a religious political party like employing or bringing on board somebody who makes penis cakes, and then like the backlash <laughs> of like getting fired for this. It's just like, it's so quintessentially Dutch. Yeah, uh, and I also want to ask you, what would you, what would be your number two mm, if you okay. would be able to? Because it's not a surprise now which you, which you were, what, what you were going to choose. Yeah. But what would be your number two? Oh, number two, number two is going to be tough. I think the Eurovision Coke moment because that mm-hmm. was so, also so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I, I just there was just something about like the. Uh, extensiveness of wokeness culture to the point where rock stars cannot even admit to doing coke like <laughs> just we just we need to we need to stop guys yeah yeah i agree yeah. um I, although and, uh, had the gender neutral calf thing been what i thought it was originally i think that would have been my second choice and instead it okay. seems like a very boring discussion about like how you rate movie stars and what i wanted was like a calf in a toga so you couldn't tell it's, it's gender identity <laughs> maybe next year yeah. maybe next year yeah. uh gordon yours is also another surprise you're going for the uh hugo's linda cover yeah although uh yeah da, 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 I'm, I'm kind of uh, looking at this picture again and one and uh, i hadn't noticed that you can't actually see hugo's shoes no. in the picture either no. so his one signature thing yeah. is not in the photograph but what makes yeah, his, this the opf of the year for you because it's hugo and he played such a big role in this year with the corona stuff or is there something else yeah. about it no, I think it's just the fact that it's, it's just a colossal misjudgment yes. of uh, you know because this this magazine was published just as like the the current wave. What is it? The fifth wave the now. This kicking was really wave, kicking yes. off, and it was it was in the phase when the government was where the infections were rising. It was quite obvious we were on them. We were heading for catastrophe, and they were doing absolutely nothing. And yet he managed to find time. I know they did it months before, but nevertheless, still, the time yeah, was he was terrible. Have known better, the yeah. whole judgment was terrible. Yeah. You know, and and just the whole look of it just just didn't square with a minister trying to hand of pandemic crisis that's uh, left uh, you know, th- 30,000 people dead. Yes. It came out on the very <laughs> same point. day uh, I heard hospital officials warning for Code Black. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, the timing just was just so... They were, they weren't, they were running for code black in hospitals, not code uh, black tie. So yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's it's really like a symbol of the entire Corona response this year, right? Just like not great and kind of tone deaf. 
Yeah. Yeah, just how out of touch the government has yeah. been with people's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Worries. Which makes it kind of a bit beyond Ophef, really. Maybe it's not a good Ophef after all. Yeah. It's a bit too. Mm, okay. Yeah. But I'm no, sticking with it. I, I oh. would, yeah, I would still qualify it as uh, as Ophef. Paul is the final arbiter of all yeah. Ophef. Gets yeah. to make that decision. Yes. And what would be your number two, Gordon? Yeah, my number two. I was just looking at this. Um, I see. Actually, that for some reason, I was looking at the original list, and we we, we crossed one that we that we that hasn't been discussed, which was the which I quite like. It's a Nazi anthem for Orania against uh, Germany. In oh, football. yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. We didn't Wait, what was this? I don't think I know what this one was either. This is when they, 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 they um, uh, the, 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 uh, when when Germany were playing in the European Championships in the summer. The, 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 this is a football tournament, Molly. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, thank you for the, clarifying. The, the, people are playing people are playing football in summer gotcha. um, in in national national team okay. kits, and one of the teams was Germany. And when Germany played, the German national anthem played. Uh, the Dutch uh, public broadcaster put up uh, the lyrics uh, uh, "Deutschland, Deutschland über alles," which has not been the words of the German national anthem for about fifty years. And there's it's, a good uh, reason for that, era, they, as I understand. They, they the first verse <laughs> and they now have a and they now have a have, have a they sing a completely different verse i would hope so yeah. und Recht und Freiheit. Ah, so. I, I don't know why i missed this one how did that mistake to... happen yeah that's also a good one oh. yeah. although it's a little more like german opf than it is dutch opf because it was a german yeah i guess yeah, yeah. It i was... think otherwise my, my my number two would probably be uh the yeah, the, 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 the hitler's corona qr code yeah, yeah. it's also a good one has to be yeah, yeah. also I not Chopef, but very funny. And yeah. also, like, indicative of a lot of larger problems, but in one, like, hilarious, absurd package. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm really torn between the Eurovision Coke thing and Hitler's QR code, yeah. but um, I think I'm just going to go for a Hitler's QR code. Yeah, I think yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we want to uh, uh, g- give one Ophef a wild card? Oh, a bonus Which we can agree card. on. A bonus op Yeah. yeah uh, m- m- maybe the Panakuk. Yeah, Panakuk. That's Just a good choice. Just because it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's May ridiculous. 4th uh, Panakuk. All right. yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous uh, that that's like an insult in this country, which is also a thing I can't That is right. All right, so uh, we nominated our um, yeah. uh, the, the four Ophefs for the uh, Ophef of the Year Award. We have the Muslim Penis Cake. We have the May 4th Pannenkoek thing, the Hitler's QR code, and Hugo's Linda cover. So um, make your choice. Uh, go to the uh, link that's listed in the liner notes. Um, uh, vote for it. If you want to win the mug, uh, also fill in your email address. And uh, we'll be back next week. No, next year. No, next year. Yes. Or, or, or later this year, if you're a non-paying person. Oh, listening if you're to this. a bum who's yeah. just like freeloading. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so if you're freeloader, listen to this. Uh, sponsor us, please. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lovely. go add all of Truby's email addresses to the uh, mug giveaway <laughs> to see if I can also uh, stage that election. So, thanks. And thank you for joining us, uh, Molly. It was great to be this, back. Uh, I look forward to, uh, to doing it again next year. Forward to next year's up here. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right. all right. Is that all? That was every. That was quite enough. <laughs> <laughs>